Viking fans. This is Purple Mafia, episode number 21. Today is Monday, the 29th of December, 2008. And Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com along with iTunes. And I appreciate each and every one of you once again for downloading and listening to this show. I hope each and every one of you had a very Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah, depending on what you celebrate. Uh, maybe you don't celebrate either one, but, uh, well, that's up to you. Again, thank you for downloading this show, and it's great to have you with us once again today. Now, on the thesportsf.com, on the front page, we have a message board. There is a button on the front page. In the upper right-hand corner, click TSS Boards. That is how you can get involved with our forums. You can vote on our polls for Purple Mafia, Timberwolves Explosion, Brave the Wild, or any of the other shows on this website. Those are my three shows, at least in particular. Uh, do sign up, get a screen name, and be a part of things. As the SportsStuff.com slogan is, don't just watch sports, get involved. All right, well, on today's show, first of all, we're going to talk about the Minnesota Vikings uh, playoff clinching and division clinching game against the New York Giants, a 20-19 to victory, but especially we are going to preview the NFL playoffs today, so it's not going to be just the Vikings, it's going to be the NFL playoffs as, you know, there's the picture's bigger than just us, so might as well do it. Without further ado, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll get into the Viking game right now. Here on the SportsStuff.com, we're bursting in blue with Timberwolves Explosion. Timberwolves fans, your show has arrived at last as we bring in a new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, and Mike Miller. We're available on thesportstuff.com and also available on iTunes. Download and listen to in-depth and detailed coverage of your favorite team. Show your true blue and join this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 21, the Vikings and Giants game playoff preview. And um, that is a reminder for iPod users. And now let's get right into the nitty-gritty here. The Vikings edge the New York Giants 20-19, to 19, if you haven't learned, which you probably have. Well, the Vikings draw first blood in this game as... Uh, it was a scoreless first quarter, pretty boring. Teams were, well, I wouldn't say they were tight, but the defenses were doing a good job on both sides, which is good news. The Vikings coming into the game fourth overall in sacks. The Giants with the best running game in the NFL. The Vikings with the third best running game in the NFL. And the best running defense in the NFL. So it's like something's got to give there. There's a lot of a lot of running game here <laughs> into this football game. You have the NFL's leading rusher now officially, Adrian Peterson. Um, the Vikings finally draw some blood. About a couple seconds really into the second quarter, Ryan Longwell, who is a lot of people could say he's the overall MVP of this team, hitting a 48-yarder. I mean, this guy is such a great kicker. I mean, I was so excited when the Vikings did sign him a few years ago, saying, you know, this is the kind of guy that can win playoff games for you or at least playoff clinching games, and uh, that's that's what he is. You know, if given the opportunity to do that, like we're actually in the playoffs and in position to win, 
That's the deal, you know, which we hadn't been until this year, finally. Um, after that, though, the things go even better for the Minnesota Vikings. Only three minutes later, after the Vikings snuffed the Giants again, things were looking pretty good. Adrian Peterson finally breaks loose. 67-yard gain for a touchdown. Now, this was after he fumbled yet again. Thankfully, this one was was uh, recovered, but, yeah, that was <laughs> a little bit earlier. Adrian Peterson getting another fumble. That was his 10th of the season. Thankfully, only four of them have been lost, so that's good. Unfortunately, yeah, the Falcons game last week, it was pretty ugly. Um, or not last week, two weeks ago. Last week. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, 67-yard gain. My fantasy football team would have appreciated that last week. But, hey, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? What can you do? After that, though, the Giants kick their way back into the game, literally, is John Carney, who's going to the Pro Bowl instead of Ryan Longwell, unfortunately, because he's on that super-duper team, the New York Giants. First, he hits his season-long 51-yard field goal, only about two minutes later. That was on the ensuing drive. And then after a couple of switch-arounds, basically, a couple of three-and-outs, John Carney gets a 30-yard field goal. And then right at the end of the half, Carney adds another 42-yard field goal to make it 10-9. to And it's like, oh, goody, you know. Vikings offense doing absolutely nothing after that nice burst by Adrian Peterson. Uh, the Giants have given up some long runs of late. D'Angelo Williams and then Adrian Peterson, not exactly bad running backs, but, hey, you know, <laughs> they've been giving up longer runs than you'd expect from this awesome Giants defense, who are a Super Bowl champion defense in the could very well be that again. But that was the end of the half, 10-9. to 9. Vikings clinging to a one-point lead. Fortunately, we'll remember that one-point lead uh, uh, after the second half. <laughs> David Carr comes in for Eli Manning as uh, Coach Tom Coughlin wisely takes him out of there. Uh, the first half definitely went the Vikings' way in terms of the uh, officials' calls most of the time. That was a good thing. Unfortunately, in the second half, there was a play where uh, – a Giants receiver caught the ball, and you could say he was out of bounds. It looked like his butt was out of bounds when he landed. And uh, Childress challenges the call, and, of course, the call stands. And that was big for the Giants. As that ended up leading to, later on, leading to a touchdown, that drive. And all of a sudden, the Giants are up 16-10, to 10, and it's like, oh, boy, here we go. As uh, the defenses just trade off. Stops along the way. Lots of punting once again. The punters keeping their job security in this game. Chris Cluey's got some great job security here in Minnesota. Um, I'm sorry to say that, but it's true. As a fairly boring third quarter comes to a close. John Carney early in the fourth quarter gets a chip shot, 20 yard field goal, and then it's 19 to 10. And a lot of us start to hold our <laughs> hold our breath here. It's getting pretty scary. But then Tavares Jackson is able to nail Bernard Berrien for a 54-yard touchdown. Thank God, making it 19-17. That was only two minutes later. That was the ensuing drive after the Giants take a nine-point lead as the Vikings realize, hey, let's get this thing going here. We're in big trouble. And, yeah, fantasy team could have used Bernard Berrien's little touchdown, too. That would have been nice. Didn't happen. Didn't happen, folks. And then, thank God, the Vikings defense makes a stand the rest of the way, not allowing the Giants to score anymore. And that set up the play of the year, Ryan Longwell, with no time left on the clock as Tavares Jackson leads the Vikings to what would be a game-winning drive. 
Takes the Vikings into field goal range just good enough for a 50-yard field goal for Ryan Longwell, who is money. I mean, this guy is so clutch. I mean, this guy gets it done with the best of them. And, uh, yeah, I remember when this guy was a Green Bay Packer. It's like, uh, not Longwell. He never misses. I hate this. You know, <laughs> now we can say, oh, good. It's Longwell. He never misses. You know, we can say it that way instead with a little bit more enthusiasm rather than, uh, fear thinking we're going to, you know, get screwed here because the Packers have Ryan Longwell, the best kicker in, in football, in my opinion. Nope. We have him. Thank God. Uh, we appreciate that from the Green Bay Packers along with, well, we did appreciate Derek Sharper who, has definitely had a down year. But overall, the Vikings sneak by and win a game that they luckily didn't necessarily have to win. But, hey, 10-6 and six is a lot better than 9-7. and seven. Uh, The Bears get destroyed by the Houston Texans. Well, not destroyed, but outplayed, 31-24. to 24. Thank God. Uh, Brad Childress made sure that the score was not on the scoreboard, how the scores flash at the Metrodome and that old school uh, scoreboard, very old school scoreboard, circa 1980-something, you know. Uh, but thank God that things went the Vikings' way. Uh, that was a good decision by Childress. You know, none of them knew what the score was because, you know what, you got to win this game. Just just win it. Don't, don't even think about Chicago. And, uh, golly, whew, thank God that's what happened after Carney got that field goal. With the Giants leading with a nine by nine points at 11:22 to go, that was pretty scary, very scary for this Viking team going against the world champions. They squeak out a close one, like they say in the video games. So, uh, wow! Thank God, Adrian Peterson, as I said, closes with or as the top rusher in the NFL, at least according to yardage or yardage would say, 103 yards on 21 carries and that 67-yard touchdown. Um, his average was 4.9 per carry, but, uh, yeah, obviously would have been a lot lower if not for that long run. Ward got through a decent amount of time, 77 yards on 15 rushes. But, uh, yeah, uh, Jacobs, who did not play in this game, they did not want to risk any further injury. He was hurt against Carolina. Not hurt enough that he, but he wouldn't play if it were a playoff game, but, uh, yeah, no way you got to put him in this game. Ward... It's that earth, wind, and fire running game in New York. Got it done last week, big time. This week, they you know, they did what they could. They're going against the top run defense in football. Chester Taylor, fairly quiet. Only 10 yards on four carries. But always the consummate professional when it comes to catching those third-yard gains. Only one in this one, though. Only a 19-yard catch, but it's good enough. Bobby Wade able to pick up 98 yards. So he was a factor. Tavares Jackson, though, not the most... Special game. I mean, his quarterback rating, I swear, is bloated. It really is. It's in. It was 88.5 on the day, and uh, not as good as we could as as we need if we're going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles next week, who I'll get into very shortly. Um, Tavares Jackson's numbers for the season. He looks like a pro bowler, folks. He he really does when you look at his numbers. But remember, it's all paper. I mean, you see this guy play in person or you know on TV, and you'll you'll say, yeah, this. This guy is not a Pro Bowl quarterback. But, uh, yeah, with nine touchdowns and two interceptions for the year, yeah, you think, hey, hey, this guy's got a chance to be pretty good, right? Mm, I don't know about that. Now, overall, as I said, Adrian Peterson finishing 17 with 1,760 yards on the season and 10 touchdowns. But I'm telling you, not as electrifying as last year. Absolutely not. He just, thank God, stayed healthy this year. 
And that's why his numbers are so insanely high. He was on course for 2,000 at one point last year. So we'll see. We're going against uh, – next week we're going to go against the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Sounding like Brad Childress there. Uh, we're going against the uh, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, it'll be, uh, be a good game. You know, got to protect our home field. Uh, they're a really good defense. Okay, sorry. I, I couldn't help it. Well, yeah, we do got to protect home field. And Philadelphia made a mockery of the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. Tony Romo. Now, I'm sorry. Tony Romo cannot win games that he needs to win. He cannot. He just can't. And, I, of course, it does not all go on Tony Romo. But how many times did he screw up in this game? You know? Seriously. He got one interception. It, felt, it looked like about 20, though, the way he was playing. Um, yeah, only a 55 quarterback rating for the day. Donovan McNabb, very efficient. Only passed 21 times, but as I said, extremely efficient when needed. Two touchdowns, 116 quarterback ratings. So Eagles were not very friendly to the Vikings last year. They had an inferior record last season, but they got it done here in the Dome, so... I'm a little bit worried going into this one, folks. Um, when you go, I mean, this is Tavares Jackson's first ever playoff start. I'm a little worried going into that as well. I mean, do you really, uh, is this really the kind of game that the Vikings are going to win or the Eagles are going to win? You get the playoff tested Philadelphia Eagles. They've been to like three NFC championship games, or is it four? <laughs> and, um, yeah, one Super Bowl appearance. Of course, they lost by a narrow margin to the dynasty at the time of the New England Patriots, so obviously a very different team than it was then, but at the same time, some of the a lot of the important pieces are still there, of course, McNabb, the defense, and uh, the coach is still there, the coaching scheme, the coaching staff, and Bryant Westbrook, a guy who I'm very scared of going into this game, the Vikings really need, really need Pat Williams to return. If they hope to defeat the Philadelphia Eagles, it's like, yes, this is a home game, but it ain't going to be easy. Westbrook's yardage not quite as high as it had been in previous years. Missed two games this season, 936 yards on the ground, but nine touchdowns. The touchdowns are up. Uh, he's an outstanding receiver from the backfield, 402 yards, five touchdowns. So, uh, yeah, he's kind of like a poor man's Marshall Falk because that's what Marshall Falk used to be. Running back that was not only good on the ground, but also with a catch and run. You know, kind of like Chester Taylor is for us, which is a much small, smaller version, but there you go. Terrell Buckhalter, another factor as well. He had a good game yesterday in that cowboy dismantling. So, yeah, I'm a little worried going into this one, folks. I'm not going to pick a winner. I, I'm just not going to do it. Um, <laughs> I, I can't do it. I'm going to just, I'm going to let you guys pick this one. I can't do it. I've been wrong a lot, so if I pick the Eagles to win, maybe maybe that's a good thing. Because I was wrong about the Giants yesterday. I thought the Vikings lose. They almost did. I thought the Vikings would defeat Atlanta. Well, guess what? We lost. And then I thought the thought the Vikings would defeat the Arizona Car or would get defeated by the Arizona Cardinals, and we won. So that's 0 for 3. I'm usually pretty good at predictions, but not <laughs> not lately. Not the last three weeks, at least when it comes to the Vikings. Uh, fortunately, I was correct that the Minnesota Vikings would win the NFC North, so I'm very happy about that, at least. Uh, I had the Bears finishing last place, actually, so I was really wrong about that. I had Detroit finishing third. Yeah, pretty wrong about that. I had them ahead of Chicago. Wow. Ouch. 
That stings. 0-16, Detroit Lions. I had the Packers finishing in second. Yeah, that didn't work out either. Um, I had the Vikings finishing 11-5, and so I only missed by one game. It felt like about five games that I was off. But, you know, there were a lot of that, that – I thought the Vikings should have won the Packer game and the Colts game this year. So that would have made the Vikings 12-4 and if they won those. <laughs> It's just the way it goes, I guess. Thank God, though I would have probably picked, yeah, I picked Arizona, so maybe I would have, maybe I would have evened out somewhere in there, I guess. But what does it really matter? The Vikings are 10 and 6, NFC North Division champions, and we'll play Philadelphia next week. And now let's get into some of these other playoff matchups that are coming up, and just the overall finishes here. Well, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're going to have this first round bye. Finishing 12 and 4. They did win the game yesterday, but unfortunately, well, Big Ben Inc. is, has a massive concussion yesterday. He's on the gurney. And, uh, yeah, his status very much up in the air going into their first round matchup. That is very unfortunate. And, uh, well, not first-round matchup, second-round matchup. So, luckily, they have an extra week. Sorry, I got mixed up there. Luckily, they have an extra week to prepare for that. Um, the Indianapolis Colts were going to go against the San Diego Chargers, who, yeah, you, we kind of saw this one coming because Denver was just a team on the just collapse. San Diego is scoring like insane. Look, they finished with 439 points this year, which is just a remarkable finish. Uh, tops in the AFC. Danian Tomlinson finally regains his... Uh, Offensive prowess of three touchdowns in the game yesterday in the destruction, as I mentioned, of the Denver Broncos. The 8-8 eight and eight Chargers are division champions, and two of the hottest teams coming out of the AFC will face in the first round. Now, the 12-4 and four Indianapolis Colts. Now, they remember how I was saying they suck earlier in the year? Oh, because they were off to a putrid start. They were 3-4, and four, folks. They are 12-4 and four now. Nine wins in a row for the Indianapolis Colts. And are you ready, folks, for a extremely bold prediction? And I'm saying this is the boldest of bold predictions. Well, some of you may agree with me. I think the winner of the game between the Colts and Chargers goes to the Super Bowl. Yes, I think they're going to the Super Bowl. Uh, if the Colts win, they go. And I think the Chargers, if they win, they are going to go. An 8-18 and will be in the Super Bowl this year, folks. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win because I don't think they're going to win. I don't think either one of them are going to beat a certain team that I'm picking to win. I'll get to that last. <laughs> uh, you got the Dolphins and Ravens, the other wild card in the AFC. I got to go with the Baltimore Ravens, folks. They are 5-3 and three on the road. Uh, Miami is only 5-3 and three at home. I think Baltimore wins. I think they're more playoff. T- uh, well, they defeated the way they defeated the Dallas Cowboys last week in uh, – the final game in Texas Stadium, that was an impressive victory by the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I, I think they're going to beat Miami, despite the fact Miami has won five games in a row. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a really close game. I think the Ravens win by like three or less, basically. I think they win by three or less. That's going to be a tight game, a nice defensive matchup, and uh, the emergence of the Miami Dolphins. Congratulations to Bill Parcells. And Chad, Chad Pennington and Joey Porter leading that Dolphins team to a AFC East Division Championship over the other super duper surprise New England Patriots who were def- who were uh, 
who lost Tom Brady in the first game of the season this year. Pretty much everybody left them for dead, as we all know how whoever loses the Super Bowl tends to collapse the following year. The Patriots did not collapse at all. They won their last four games, defeating the Buffalo Bills in a shutout yesterday, but not enough. It was that insane game by the Miami Dolphins where they kicked the Patriots' butt earlier in the year. That made the difference. That's the tiebreaker, and the Miami Dolphins are division, not only division champions, and uh, Patriots aren't, but the Patriots missed the playoffs with an 11-5 and record, and that is about as rare as it gets. It's uh, quite a shame to see the New England Patriots out of the playoffs. I would have loved to see them make a run with their backup quarterback, Matt Castle. That would have been fun to watch indeed. Um, I'm not optimistic when it comes to the Tennessee Titans, though. I'm not optimistic at all. Uh, when you look at Steelers and Titans, you think, man, that's a really kick-butt uh, duo of teams at the first round by in the AFC. But, mm, well, the Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger, what's going to happen to him? You know, What's his fate? Hard to say right now. Tennessee Titans, their quarterback is Kerry Collins. It's not like it's Joe Montana here. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, only 12 touchdown passes for Kerry Collins. Uh, their running game is insane, though, with Johnson and White. White with 15 touchdowns. Johnson with more yards, but nine touchdowns. Much more yards for Johnson. But uh, we're just going to have to see what happens. Uh, of course, as I said, the Titans shut out yesterday. So I, I know they sat everybody because they had nothing to play for, but that's not good. I mean, that, that can't bode well, in my opinion. Uh that pretty much, well, one last thing. New York Jets, of course, losing to the Miami Dolphins. They missed the playoffs, and Brett Favre does it again. His final pass of the season was an interception. Just like last year in the NFC Championship game against the world champion New York Giants. So, uh, Brett Favre's fate up in the air again. Oh, goody. Is he gonna retire and unretire and then get traded again? Maybe this time he could come to the Vikings. And then he'll throw an interception in the Super Bowl, retire and unretire. And then he'll wind up on another team, right? And he'll play till he's 48. Okay, anyhow, I'll stop that. And we're going to quickly move over now to the NFC playoff picture. The New York Giants, of course, 12-4 and four, and hold the uh, home field advantage throughout the NFC. Carolina Panthers, 12-4, and four, who the Vikings beat earlier this year, by the way, who had a tiebreaker on them if they were... Lucky enough to be tied with them. Unfortunately, they were not. The Panthers, 12-4 and four as well. The Giants hold the tiebreaker because of what happened last week. Atlanta Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons, the other survival team, the other absolute revival, I should say, team. Just like the Miami Dolphins, the Falcons finished 11-5. and five. Do not win their division, but, hey, it doesn't matter. They're in the playoffs. They will take on the Arizona Cardinals next week. Yeah, I think Atlanta absolutely is going to win that game. The Cardinals can score, but they give up so many points, it's ridiculous, and they were playing so poorly until yesterday's little win, little cute little win to save some face. Um, yeah, Falcons are going to win that game. I don't care if it's in Arizona. Both of those teams are used to a warm climate, so, yeah, Atlanta is absolutely going to win that game with Michael Turner and Matt Ryan and Roddy White leading the way. And now, well, that leaves the Vikings and Eagles. Vikings and Eagles. And like I said, I can't pick a winner in that game. Uh, 
If I were, but I will say, if say if I lived in Washington D.C. or Kansas City or whatever, like no ties to the NFC North, I'd pick Philadelphia. I would. Uh, that team is that that is that. I think right now they're a slightly better team than the Minnesota Vikings. On paper, they absolutely are. Uh, experience, they are as well. The coach, the quarterback, yeah, and and the uh, the run they're on as well. The Vikings were hot a few weeks ago, and then last week they hit a wall. And this week they barely beat, a, you know, they barely beat a team that was playing their subs in the second half. So we'll see. We shall see. Uh, New York Giants and Carolina Panthers. Well, so what's going to happen? In my opinion, with these teams, well, I do see the Baltimore Ravens advancing to the AFC Championship against the Indianapolis Colts, I'm going to go with right now, and the Colts will defeat the Baltimore Ravens, so it'll be the two Baltimore teams going at it, basically. Colts go to the Super Bowl for the second time in three years. They will return to the Super Bowl, and they will go against... Either the New York Giants or the Carolina Panthers. I am picking the Giants to defeat the Carolina Panthers in the NFC Championship game. And after that, the New York Giants will be back-to-back world champions. In my opinion, to me, I think they are the team to beat in the NFL. I think they are the team most likely to win the championship with the way they are equipped. And uh, they're battle-tested more than anybody in this league if they stay healthy, New York Giants win the Super Bowl again, and we will have our first back-to-back Super Bowl champions since the 1993 Dallas Cowboys. Unfortunately, this team is slightly more likable than the Dallas Cowboys, so that's good. I hated the Cowboys in the 90s, and I wouldn't blame anybody else who felt the same. So that concludes my playoff preview for the 2008 NFL playoffs. I can't wait. Um... Man, this is going to be a lot of fun. We'll see what happens. We'll see how accurate I am. And uh, I'm going to have a poll on this in a second. We'll be right back. We'll take a quick break and conclude the show. Here on the sportstuff.com, we're toughing up on Brave the Wild with Paladino. Join me, Paladino, as we brave the Minnesota Wild Hockey Club on our way to the playoffs. We're available on the sportstuff.com and iTunes. The boogeyman Derek Bugard says you better listen or he just might drop the gloves. Call up your courage and brave the wild with your buddy, Paladino Joey. And we are back once again on Purple Mafia. Do check out my other podcasts. Tim Rolf's Explosion, which is the first commercial, Brave the Wild, which is the second commercial, both available on the sportstuff.com and iTunes. Also, do check out my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash Pellet and Joe, youtube.com forward slash Pellet and Joe, with entertaining video game reviews along with sports talk, Timberwolves, Vikings, Wolves, and Twins. Along with, and the Minnesota Wild. My bad. There's just one wild video up there, but hey, you know, it's old, but it's fun. You can see my perspective on some, some hockey talk. Alrighty then, with no further ado, the poll for this show is who will win the Super Bowl this year? Very simple, but it's a way to, you know, get an early pick. I, I think it's fun to do it early. You know, don't pick who's gonna win the Super Bowl when it is the Super Bowl. I mean, we'll do that later. We'll do that then. We'll do it again then, but, uh, 
right now, I want to see your guys' pick early on. Like, you want, do you think the Falcons are going to make a miracle run? The Miami Dolphins, Baltimore Ravens are going to win with a rookie quarterback? Pittsburgh Steelers go back and win another one? Indianapolis Colts continue their influential run? Or the New York Giants go back to back? Or maybe the Vikings make a miracle run? Well, basically you can vote on anybody you want. Um, I can only fit ten teams in the poll, so... The two teams left out were the teams I right now view as the least likely to win the title. Now, I know I just said the San Diego Chargers <laughs> are the other team I think could sneak out of the AFC and win this thing. But, hey, they are 8-8, eight and eight, and I'm guessing very few of you would vote for them to win the Super Bowl. So San Diego Chargers and Arizona Cardinals were left out of there. If you are picking them to win it, just write it in. Just say, I'm going with the Chargers or I'm going with the Cardinals. You think Kurt Warner is going to go and win his second ring in his career. But otherwise, put your vote up there and make a comment. Make a comment so you can interact on the show. I'll read your comment on air unless you absolutely do not want it read on air. Just simply write, do not read this on air, and uh, I'll get the picture. Um, I apologize that the game, that the talk today was not as much on the Vikings if that's what you preferred. But, uh, hey, it's playoff time. I want to talk playoff football, and uh, I don't know. I don't mean to be mean, but I'm not all too optimistic going into this game. But uh, we'll see. Maybe I'm sure a lot of New York Giants fans weren't too optimistic last year. The 10-6 and 6 New York Giants. And they uh, barely lost to the uh, former world champions last year. So maybe there's some karma tying into this one. We'll see what happens. Uh, with no further ado, I'm going to call it a show. And we'll be back next week to talk about the second round bound New York, uh, Minnesota Vikings. Maybe, or it'll be a season review. We shall see what happens. Take care. And, oh, by the way, Happy New Year 2009, baby. 2009 is coming. Oh, goody. Barack Obama time. All right, we'll talk to you soon.